Welcome to my podcast, guys. If you are here to work on your relationship with your child, then you are for sure in the right space because you will always, always have to work on your relationship with yourself. And this is what I offer here on my podcast. So if you listen to my podcast and hear things that are completely are not obviously related to your son, listen on because whatever uh, you improve in your relationship with yourself will automatically improve your all of your relationships, including with your son. So welcome and enjoy. Hey guys, how's everyone doing today? I'm doing so well. I want to tell you about my sister-in-law. I just love her so much because she's just one of those people that I always meet uh, and I am always amazed at how she's has no shame about her uh, anything that she's doing. Anyway, that's my perception. Actually, it could be totally tr- true that she has some shame that I don't know about. But I just love meeting people. And here's what I think always. I always love meeting people. And I always see them uh, that they have something, that they're an example of what I want in my life some aspect of them or their life or what they're doing. I just love collecting those examples because to them, they don't even know that they're doing this particular thing that I want. And it comes so easily to them that I am just all over it. I'm like, wow, how are you doing this? How is it so natural to you? Tell me all your thoughts about it. Like, I want to be like you. And so my sister-in-law is just like that. We met for a walk last week, like a distance walk. I haven't seen her in many, many months. And um, I, she told me about this situation that happened to her at work that didn't go as well as she wanted to. But the way she told me the story was just, I loved it so much because she, she, the way she worded it, she said, well, you know, like when things don't go well, you just like, you know, things don't go well. So you just move on. Right. And you, and she just kept telling me the story about the other things that actually bothered her and which was nothing. and, And none of that bothered her. Like something was wrong with her. Whereas in my world, my brain likes to do this a lot is oh my God, this didn't go as well as I wanted to. There's something wrong with me or I'm doing something wrong. And it's not like it's even conscious. It's more, it's very sneaky and subconscious. And the way it manifests in me is just in a bad, bad feeling. And I just feel bad about myself, right? But because through coaching work, I'm so, so much more aware of it that I'm onto it. Even if it's subconscious, I feel the feeling. And I'm like, oh, there it is. There's that feel like where I'm criticizing myself and I'm thinking something's bad, wrong with me, right? So, so when I saw my sister-in-law just tell me that story, first of all, when we're ashamed about ourselves, we don't like to talk about that part of ourselves. The shame likes to hide, right? So, so just the fact that my sister-in-law told me about it is the first indicator that she's not ashamed that that happened and the way she showed up. And the the other way, the way she said it was like, yeah, it's just like what this what happens sometimes to people. There's nothing wrong with anyone, right? When that happens. So I loved how she did that. So uh, that happened, and I just love seeing when people do it so naturally because to me, that is such an inspiration to uh, to imagine like, wow, if if she can live in a in her life and do this so naturally, like not making mean anything about her, then 
well, maybe I could do that. I could adopt the same thinking, right? And all that is is really me adopting, like, I could just borrow her thoughts. Like, oh, yeah, these like this bad thing happened, but it doesn't, you know, you just move on, right? That's the thinking I could adopt, which, like, now is ingrained, ingrained in my mind. So thank you for that, sister-in-law. And so then I kept, like, doing some of my own, like, work on uh, on some of the, like, things that I'm working on. For example, I'm working on food. And... I'm going to borrow this brilliant thought that really helped me uh, to kind of come to at a shame from a different angle. And what they said, I can't actually remember who said that because I would give them credit, but they said, a shame is just a, uh, or like the, a should is just another way of saying could, I could with shame on top. So for example, for me right now, I'm really working on um, my food habits. I would like to not, uh, to not as much, not eat as much bread and sugar. And actually, I would like to not want it as much, right? That's more what I'm wanting. And so I, I'm thinking I should not eat flour and sugar. But really, if we dissect it from this perspective, instead of saying I should not eat flour and sugar, I could say I could not eat flour and sugar, right? Notice, okay, so here I'm going to dissect these two for you because in the first example when I'm saying I should not eat flour and sugar, I don't feel good about myself. That thinking creates me feeling bad about myself and really is kind of putting a condition. Like if I do eat flour and sugar, then, you know, I'm not as good as I could be, right? Another way of saying it could be like, something's kind of wrong with me if I'm eating it because I shouldn't be, right? Or something's wrong with the way I'm living my life because I shouldn't be, right? So notice how that's uh, is that's a judgment. You're laying a judgment on top of what you or what you're doing and which makes me not feel good about myself. And when I play it out, what happens if when I'm thinking that is if when I don't feel good about myself, what actually happens in my life is that I actually go and eat bread or flour, not as much sugar, but, you know, to my body, the bread is kind of like sugar, right? Simple carbs. So I also, I don't uh, think, I, I don't do anything towards not eating flour and sugar. I don't plan. I don't think of alternatives. I don't look at examples in my life of people who don't desire it as much, who don't eat as much. I don't do anything towards my goal of like living a healthier life and making more better nourishing choices for myself. I don't do any of that. I spin on how I'm already eating bread and how I shouldn't eat it. And it makes me want to have it more. So it make, it keeps me in the same spot as I already am. It keeps me stagnant. So, and I don't want that. I don't want that, right? But when we, the thought itself, I should not eat flour and sugar sounds very good. It sounds like it's honoring what I want. It's honoring my goal. It's like super helpful, right? But when I play it out, it makes me feel bad about myself. It makes me eat bread and I create... And with that kind of thinking, what I'm creating in my life is an environment where I eat more flour and sugar. I don't create an environment for myself where I don't eat it, right? Because I am not treating myself nicely, right? So if I reword it in a way, now let's talk, uh, you know, how I else I can approach it. If I say I 
you know, I could, I could not eat flour and sugar. Then when I say that to myself, I scan my body and I see how I feel. And to me, it feels really open. It feels really like, oh, like, you know, this, if I, if I eat flour and sugar, actually it's, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with me. And I could not eat it. That's also an option. So either way, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm whole, total, complete, and amazing. And I have this option that I could do if I wanted to. So from that feeling of openness and good, I just feel good about myself, then what happens is so something so amazing, which is actually what I want in my life. I start thinking of different ways how I could you know, start eating healthier, not eat so much flour and sugar, how I could. And then I start thinking of different examples of people in my life who already do that. My husband, like he is a meat lover. He does not love bread as much as I do. He does not love sweets. He says, I don't like sweets. I don't like cake, right? And to me, that is amazing. I'm like, wow, I want to be like that. How do I do that? How, like, tell me, what What are you thinking, Right. I think of I think of my sister-in-law. I'm like, wow, she like if she eats something like flour and sugar, she's probably not making mean anything about her, uh, and she you know probably moves on with her day. She's like, oh yeah, I just ate a cookie, no big deal, right? And so the, when I am feeling good and open, I, and I give myself that option, then I start creating, start moving towards what I actually want—a life with less flour and sugar. I start thinking that way. I start thinking of foods that I could eat instead. I can make a green smoothie, right? I could like choose sweet potatoes instead of a bun for a burger, right? Like just, I just am more open to different options, different possibilities, different ways of living, which is what I want. So the thinking that I could, just me switching out the one word from I should to I could, has me uh, feeling very differently about myself and food and has me acting very differently about me and my food. And in, in with this thinking, I am creating an opportunity for myself to live the life that I actually want, which is, you know, eating more vegetables, eating more um, complex carbs, right? Not eating straight flour and sugar, bread, and, Right. So that to me is so profound to see what these two different words have me creating that I really wanted to share with you. And you can really apply it to yourself in any should, right? If you notice the should, there is a little bit of shame there. And it could not be like that like that uh, conscious thought, like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. It could be very, very subtle, conditional love that you are not, you're holding against yourself. Like if I eat flour and sugar, then I'm going to withhold love from myself because I did this thing and I shouldn't have. And, you know, I could do a little bit better. I could live a bit better, right? And just notice how it's not like wide and open, direct shame, not at all. It's very, very hidden, subtle, and and it's reasonable. We're like, yeah, 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 it would be so good for us not to eat that, right? And we're like, we agree with it. We're like, this is just how everyone should live. It's just such a good way of doing it. But notice how if that makes you feel bad about yourself, there's for sure just some shame hidden in it, which is preventing you from actually living the life that you want, from making the choice that you want with food or whatever. And I just wrote some other things that I have shoulds about still. 
Uh, the food is number one for me right now just because I'm working on it. So I should not eat flour and sugar. I should earn lots of money. So again, there's that condition. If I don't earn a lot of money, then I'm not as good as I could be. So there's something something wrong with me. Come on, Natalia, get up with it, right? And so if we can reframe it, I could earn lots of money and I could, I'm could. i still going to be the same person, still whole and complete and still amazing with or without earning lots of money, right? So that's the work, right? It's not like I'm going to like quickly automatically drop into it and believe it with all of these things, right? It might click with some of them. It might not. It might be like the life of my, the work of my life to drop these conditions for myself. Okay, so another one is, uh, I should be super successful, right? Exactly. Like if, if if for some reason I think I'm not, which also is a very um, subjective definition of what is successful. And if I'm not, then again, am I holding that against myself and withholding love for myself? And there's another opportunity for me to uh, take my love for myself deeper and really say like, like where could I, uh, where could I loosen up here? Right? I should do, I should do longer bedtime with my kids because duh, every mom should do it. Blah blah. blah. I should be a bit just such a good mom. I should do as long bedtime as possible. And by the way, I have four. Right? So so last night I or the night before I put all four to bed. So again, I'm. Like it's, um, I'm putting a condition on myself where it's a win lose or lose lose situation, right? So if I don't do a long bedtime, then I am going to not be as proud of myself. But if I do do a super long bedtime, I, I might do it at my own expense. So again, it's a lose situation for me because I'm not honoring my own needs, right? So I, then I can say I could do a long bedtime if I wanted to. And if I don't, it's totally fine. Again, when I just say that, my sister-in-law comes to mind because she's always been such an example for me with like kids and the food and even like food for the kids. Like, oh yeah, it's fine. If, if my kid doesn't eat vegetables for a week on her own accord, right? Like it's, I'm not going to make it mean anything about me as a mom that my kid didn't want to eat vegetables, like this child knows exactly what she wants to eat and if she whatever she wants to eat it's totally fine which to me is like wow that's complete freedom i love it so much so i love it and what else i sh- uh, i should this is something that i wrote down that a lot of us moms share again not my sister-in-law i think she's like amazing she um we say i should enjoy my time with my kids now that is like the most poisonous thought i have ever seen in myself and my clients because it implies that you should be a robot and enjoy, like, that's just not human. Raising kids is uh, hard work, turns out, and it's not enjoyable all of the time. And if we make it mean something about us that when we're not enjoying time with them, then we're laying shame on top of what is. And what is, is nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we just don't enjoy time with our kids, right? So I could enjoy time with my kids all the time. But if I don't enjoy time with my kids all the time, it's totally fine. I'm just a human mom and raising kids is hard, right? So sometimes we forget that, right? And then another one I've seen is I shouldn't be tired, which again, like why shouldn't you be tired, right? You could say I could be rested at the end of the day, but if I'm not, that just means I had a 
full, full day and I spent all my energy. Perfect. It's time for bed, right? So kind of like these thought, also thought errors, right? I should not eat flour and sugar is a thought error. No, I could do whatever the heck I want. I'm a grown up. I can eat all the flour and sugar all my life and it's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with me doing that. And if I don't have to make it mean anything bad about me or what I'm doing, right? It's just an option. I don't have to eat it, right? It's just an option. So again, uh, just a reminder how this relates to you and your relationship with your son is you working on your relationship with yourself. And part of that relationship with yourself is how you treat yourself, how you feed yourself, what do you say to yourself. And if you are do, uh, like layering shame on things that you are doing, that is only going to you're only going to do that more with others, right? Not more, maybe the same amount, but you know, you're just going to lay the same conditions on your son, right? And if we clean that up in ourselves, it's just going to, again, kind of drip down to our relationship with our son and everyone else. So again, I hope that this totally makes sense to you. And if you need any help with any of this, uh, I would love to help you with these thoughts because um, sometimes I I just had a session with my coach before this because uh, it's my co it's easier for my coach to see my thoughts from outside of my brain than it is to see my thoughts from inside of my brain right that's why coaches have their own coaches right so uh, I am basically like a gym for your mind Uh, I like this coaching is just you know, a workout for your brain, clean it up. If we don't clean up our brain, our mind, then it just gets cluttered and we don't even know what's in there. And it just gets stinky, right? We don't want that to happen to our brain. And the coach just helps you kind of clean up those thoughts. And so if you need any sort of management or cleanup, or just kind of, if you're confused, I would just love to have that conversation with you and help you. I would love to help you straighten out your thoughts and, and, change your shoulds to the coulds, like loosen that grip a bit. Okay. Well, have a wonderful week, guys. I love you all. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.